There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to a Snipper Nixon production. Welcome to Are You Feeling Funny, where top comedians talk to a Harley Street doctor about their health and well-being. I'm Alan Nixon, and in today's episode you'll hear guest comedian Nick Rabinovitz, as you've never heard him before. I mean, you'll find people whose first language is English, uh, well, we all borrow from each other, but particularly from African languages. So, for example, if people are shocked or surprised, they're not going to do that in English. They'll say things like, Ish, Chini, my baba. And my personal favourite, you! (laughs) Not you personally, Brian. (laughs) Nick Rabinovitz will be in conversation with Harley Street specialist Dr. Brian Kaplan, who has a passion for comedy. All comedians provide a service to people. Anyone that makes other people laugh, whether it's through a funny hat or dressing up or whatever it is, if it makes people laugh, it's having all those physiological benefits. Our guest today is South African stand-up Nick Rabinovitz, who lives in Cape Town, where he was born in a stable. He claims to be the first Jew to do this in over 2,000 years. In his stand-up shows with titles such as One Man, One Goat, he seamlessly combines a warm and friendly stage presence with uncompromising satirical bite. Now here is Dr. Brian Kaplan in conversation with Nick Rabinovitz. So... What I'd like to start off with is physical stuff. So any interaction that you had, any accident or hospital or doctor's story that you were involved where something funny happened or you felt funny, as it were? Well, I guess there's a few. I can remember having a uh, an operation. What is the, when the thing pops out of the thing? Which thing? Kind of this thingy down here, inguinal... Uh, inguinal hernia. Hernia, inguinal, yes, inguinal hernia. hernia. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And I didn't. I didn't know it was an inguinal hernia. I hadn't diagnosed it myself yeah. because we didn't have the internet back then, and also I was twelve. Um, but <laughs> I remember thinking it was from playing cricket. I thought it was a fielding injury, and so I didn't ask anyone about it for months. Um, and then they, they they had they had to cut. Do they still do that? Do they still cut? I don't think so. To get in, yes. They scope you these days. And did you get, did you get, uh, did it become constricted or been cut off or in severe pain? Well, it pain? just looked like I had a third ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, very It was a bit embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, yeah, I had two knee operations in the yeah. days before uh, arthroscopies. Oh, yes. That wasn't great. And um, I had knocked knees as well. As a kid, I had knocked knees and I was forced to wear built up shoes. Um, Feldskin, actually, we call them in South Africa. Yeah. 
animal hide shoes. Those are the shoes that come up, sort of that sort of the suede shoe that comes above yeah. the ankle. Yeah, 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 yeah. With built but up yours heels. Yours were built up heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for at oh, least yeah. 10 years. Yeah. And I recently went to an orthotics conference. Yes. And I asked whether this had actually made any difference. And uh, the guy said no. And I said, well, why, why, why was I made to wear them? He said, you tried telling a Jewish mother there's nothing she can do about her son's knock knees. <laughs> These knock knees, he must have the irons on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so what did you, did you have a difficult time with him at school? People joke about it? or uh, not, not really, actually. I don't think anyone really noticed so much. It was, it was a bit like being Jewish. No, nobody nobody uh, suspected that I was. You went to the Jewish school? Including no? me. No, no one had any idea. <laughs> I, I was not. I was the only one of the only Jewish, probably the only Jewish kid in the school. The only one. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, do you have any interactions with South African doctors or Grotesque Hospital in Cape Town or anything like that? Well, Accidents. my wife is a, was a general practitioner. Aha! You're married to a doctor. I'm married to a doctor. Okay, that's. And she runs a, a practice. Uh, she she owns a, a center, a health center. So there are other GPs. Yeah. And her partner, funnily enough, is a homeopath. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Yes. And and then there are other people. And a involved. doctor as well. I don't think so. But she works in your wife's so. practice. Yeah, they're partners. Yeah, oh, they're partners. Right. Okay. You like the concept yes. of treating the whole person, or you your I wife think, does? Yes. I think one should treat the whole person. I think it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, my wife actually is interested in integrative medicine and part of the reason she gave up being a GP was that she felt like she wasn't making a difference to the whole person mm -hmm. she was treating Just, this symptom and that thing and, um, yeah, that's very similar to my uh, journey in medicine yes, certainly yes, that yes. I became a doctor because I really wanted to work with people and then I found myself in a six-year training which was really a BSc of medical science, as it were. You know, yeah. That was the focus. Even though they paid lip service to saying, you must treat, don't talk about the heart murmur in bed 27. That's Mrs. van der Merwe or whatever. You know, they did tell me that. But when I saw it in practice there, then they said, go and listen to the heart murmur in mm. that bed mm. over there. You know, that's, that's what happened in real life. Yeah, so yeah. absolutely. And then um, many of our friends are also medical people because uh, they're people she studied with, and uh, so it's across the board. And we've got a big problem in private medicine in South Africa mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, various conditions, particularly um, particularly birth. Yes. Birth is a chronic illness in South Africa. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure if chronic illness is the right <laughs> yeah, yeah. phrase, but, but for example, you'll go... A friend of mine, actually, a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago, she was 39 weeks pregnant, uh, went for her final checkup, and the doctor said, uh, "Put out your tongue, say ah." She said, "Ah." She said, "The baby's breech. I'll see you ten o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> Don't be late. I got golf at 12. And apparently, eighty percent cesarean sections in in private. Some ridiculous number. Yeah, they have that high level. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's a very dangerous, uh, dangerous illness. Yeah, what? Pregnancy. So the birth is a dangerous illness, Pregnancy. and life is a sexually transmitted disease. That's and so it goes on. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you think of South African medicine, though? That famous, isn't it, sort of the, 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 the great hospitals of South Africa? Could yes, well, you know, the problem is, well, it's an interesting dichotomy because most people can't afford private to be in the private sector. And so they will sit in massive queues and not be treated for long periods of time. But often the doctors there are really great because they're, for example, in emergency medicine, they're seeing the, the most terrible kinds of injuries 
on a daily basis, as you probably know. Yeah, I went through it, yeah. Uh, and so they're some of the most experienced in terms of trauma in the world. One, one uh, procedure I researched recently mm. was uh, because we decided three kids, that's, that's enough. And someone suggested having my tubes tied. It was actually my chiropractor. Having your tube. Yeah, he said there was a Groupon special where if 10 of us got together, we get one free. <laughs> but uh, I looked into it. Firstly, it's, it's a misnomer, isn't it? Having your tubes tied. Yes, because look. I actually went and looked at the operation on YouTube. Are you talking I, about a vasectomy? Yeah, a vasectomy. Yeah, and yeah, I noticed yeah. that they actually, what they do is they make a little incision. Yes. And they take out the, is it the vas deferens? Well, like, it's, it's what's called a ligation. Okay, for the purposes of this story, it's the vas deferens. <laughs> yeah, and, it is the, no, it is the vas deferens. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but you good. you do a ligation. And know? then they, they actually, they, it's a cut. It's not t- just tying. They Correct. Cut. Then they bring in the welder with a whoosh and the blowtorch and <laughs> and then they seal those, those, those end stuff. And, yeah. then they t- and then they put everything back. But the interesting part for me was that everything still works in the same way. You yes. still have, you still ejaculate. There's yes. not a vast difference in the way you experience the sexual. Uh, that is the worst joke of this podcast, but my personal favorite. <laughs> yeah. And and then what happens to the sperm? I imagine them being shot out, <laughs> swimming the breaststroke, and then they just. Uh, I don't know if that you came across that. in the in the audio, <laughs> yeah. but then and then because it's a cul-de-sac. Yes, I'll tell you what happens. Actually, you ask a good question, and that is. It, what is a ligation is that if you've got a tube, if you tie, if you just cut and you, whatever's in the tube will come out. So you tie on two sides and then cut between the two yes. ties if you follow one. Yes. That's called yes. a ligation in right. medicine. And so that's exactly how it works. It is true that um, in an ejaculation is composed of many things, not only sperm. It's composed of other fluids uh-huh. and things like that. So you still get an ejaculation with after a vasectomy, but it doesn't contain spermatozoa. Oh, but it's also true what you say, and it's not always what people are prepared to talk about that um, we are on this podcast yeah yeah i'm the most open doctor <laughs> in the world yeah okay so yes so what happens is that the the testicles still carry on producing sperm but after it blocks after a while they do stop producing right. because it's it's as if nothing is no the factory isn't producing anything to go anywhere uh-huh. so you're actually right that it is true that something happens that stops the the um, the stops the testicles producing sperm in women, it's slightly different because it's also um, ligating the fallopian tubes. That's the same thing. But then the egg is produced in a menstrual cycle and it is produced. It doesn't stop it because all the eggs already exist in a woman when she's born. When she's born. That's, I, that's something I discovered amazing, recently. Yeah, yeah. It's all there. Yeah. So then it matures. Egg matures with each period, each menstruation. And then the egg goes and then it, 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 it can't... Uh, progress to the the full length of fallopian tube it comes to the end the cul-de-sac and then it just gets absorbed so that's slightly different in how it affects the physiology of men and women there you go fascinating this podcast is amazing (laughs) this is the most educational one we've had so far you're listening to are you feeling funny i'm luke nixon we love making this show so if you love it too please comment rate or subscribe on your podcast provider Just sharing a link goes a long way. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So before we get on to the next area of mind, tell us a bit about um, you, how you learned. I'm very curious how you learned to cosa. Oh, it's cosa. It? Yeah. Well, for those uh, who are unfamiliar with the language known as Isitkosa, we have 11 official South African languages, Isitkosa yeah. being one of them. It's, uh, as, as the name suggests, a click language. Not as many clicks as you, you will find in some of the Khoisan languages, but there are a number of basic Sort of three basic clicks. Uh, you're familiar with them because you grew up in the Eastern Cape. Yes. Uh, where it's predominantly Kosa-speaking people. So you get the, the sort of palatal click, which is that one. Mm. Hope that doesn't mess up it's things great. for our sound guy. <laughs> uh, and you have words like the gullet. That's great. That is the word for the gullet. Your medical uh, terms he's giving me. Medical great. terms. Unengondo yeah. means you, are, you, you have a good mind. Unengondo, you are clever. Um, if somebody asks you how you are, you can say, which means I'm good. <laughs> great. And uh, what else? Oh, then you get the, that's the uh, the dental click, which would be, for example, in earring or or, um, or something like that. You're thinking. And then you get the lateral click, which is a... That's on the side of the mouth with the tongue when next yes, to the teeth. Yeah, that, that one there, as if you were calling... Is that the, the name of... Can you say the how Koza would uh, pronounce the full name of Nelson Mandela? Uh, Nelson Mandela, his second, second name, name would be Kholisasa. There you go. Kholisasa. Yeah, amazing. Oh, Nelson Kholisasa. There you have Mandela. It. But he also had a number of clan names as well. Madiba, yeah. yes. for example, would be his clan name. So when he was inaugurated in 94, his praise singer would have said something like, <laughs> and then Prince Charles shat himself. <laughs> Great. I mean, because you, I've seen you a clip of you where you say that English is so unexpressive when it comes to, compared to oh, um, yes. uh, South African languages, expressing emotive. Stuff yes, here. I mean, you'll find people whose uh, first language is English. Uh, well, we all borrow from each other, but particularly from African languages. So, for example, if people are shocked or surprised, they're not going to do that in English. 
uh, they'll say things like Ish, Chini, my baba, Tiko, one, and my personal favorite, you. Yeah, yeah, Not you personally, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's go to the the next area, which is the mind. So did you ever have any contact? And when I say mind, I'm not talking necessarily only psychiatry or psychology or psychotherapists, but anything, any workshops or coaches oh, right. or anything like that where something a, funny happened. Yes, yeah. I mean, I did a lot of sort of what they call ontological work for a number of years from the age of about 23. Mm-hmm. looking at the study and science of being and kind of incorporating that a lot into my stand-up comedy. Yeah. Sort of working on and being coached on who I was being. Is that the kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, doing? sure. Tell yeah. us about what it was like or anything funny that happened or that left you feeling strange or funny, as it were. Strange or funny. One thing that happened, with my grandmother also did this work with me. She was in her mid-70s at the time and we ended up doing a sex and intimacy seminar you and your grandmother together. and a professor and a number of other people yeah. all right okay oh, but still an interesting combination okay yeah 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 and so my grand and i'd shared many things uh she said some quite things i'd preferred maybe she hadn't shared <laughs> um for for example she she shared with me that she she'd always been in love with her cousin kurt who lived in greece and and that she was now going to go to Greece to visit Kurt and perhaps have a love affair with Kurt. And what should I did I think she should take in the way of contraception? And <laughs> that was a bit awkward. Then also she asked me to buy her a pair of white gloves for the trip. And I was like, why? And she said, well, I'll need those before I even think of touching the beastly thing. Okay, so that ontology, that's the study of, what is that? Be- that's the study uh, of being, yeah, yes. Being, being of and there's a being. workshop that did. I like that story of you going with your grandmother. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's many, many interesting things happened. Um, it's, it was called Landmark Education back in those days, Landmark Forum, and I did it in probably 16 years I said it was an extension of the Landmark Forum, which is a development of EST. Yes, yes, that's, that's right. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the so that's Werner Earhart, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Thing. So it would have been in a, um, this would have been, I would imagine, an experience taking place over two or three days. Yeah, in a like very long hours, right? From the morning yes, to yes, night, yes. and you stay in the room and all that stuff, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's quite an intense. It had uh, changed process, a bit that, since yeah? S. They actually, when I did it, they'd unlocked the doors and you could go to the bathroom. They could let you to go to the bathroom, yeah, yeah. so they've. they've Slackened off a bit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. disappointing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You know, funny enough, a lot of people um, I've heard criticize Est, but to be absolutely honest, and Est on the forum, I've never heard a criticism of someone who actually went to it. Everyone oh. who actually went, and I'm not advertising it, I've never been to it, I don't mm. know it myself, but I will be honest and say that the people that I've spoken to amongst my patients and friends have generally spoken well yeah. of the experience. Same as you. Well, it, was, yeah. it was quite um, powerful for me because I, I, I'd, I had a business qualification and uh, three days after doing the forum, I, I, I went to start acting. I sort of moved cities and it was the beginning of my stand So that was the watershed. That yeah, was yeah, the key yeah, moment. Oh, yeah. that's really interesting to hear that. That's really good. You're listening to Are You Feeling Funny? I'm Olivia Nixon. We love making this show, so if you love it too, please comment, rate or subscribe on your podcast provider. Just sharing a link goes a long way. So let's move on to the world of we've been body, mind and now spirit. So let's ask, the, let's ask it in the bluntest possible way. Do you believe in God, Nick Rabinovitz? Well, I'm not sure. What does that make me? Uh, well, what would that be? Uh, 
I always get confused between uh, these terms. Uh, Agnostic, what is that? You, you know it's something... Well, atheism is one who denies a God. Yes, atheism, it yes. means that there is no God. I right. firmly believe there is no God. And the agnostic says, well, look, show me if I still remain to be convinced. If I see something at all, show me that. I'm not saying yes or no. Yes. And then, of course, you get the believers. Yeah. The ones and then insist. you get the dyslexic agnostics who's, what, he's not really sure if there is a dog. <laughs> if there's a dog, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a the 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 book called Conversations with God. Have you heard of and this Neil book? And Neil Donald Walsh. You yes. know this book, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, a colleague of mine, Phil Jeremiah, he, he lives in Worcester and practices in Birmingham. He's a provocative therapist. Provocative therapist is this cutting edge in the use of humor and reverse psychology and counseling and therapy. Yeah, I feel like my wife it. uses that on me. She uses like, it just yeah, naturally. Yeah, just naturally. Great. yeah, And he wrote a, a leaflet based on that called Conversations with Dog. Yeah. So, yeah, there are people that help people spontaneously. And a lot of what I am um, using humor and, and laughter, and that's, that's my view about psychotherapy. It's, we can look at Freud and all this theory and Jung and all the different variations and all this subtle words. You know, there's books of, of, of um, psychoanalytic terms, dictionary of psychoanalytic mm. terms. When I looked up one of them, I needed another dictionary to find the words that they were using to explain yes. their terminology. It's so complicated. But if we think about how have people always helped each other, if we go to bars now and we listen to people, one person talking to another, helping them, often there's humor, often there's laughter. Mm. So this approach is to use what people use naturally to help people yes. change their yes, lives, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I guess it sounds like also when you, and a lot of people bring a huge amount of significance and drama to things that have happened in their lives from a very early age. And sometimes when you get that, perhaps there's some kind of cosmic joke involved and it doesn't mean what you made it mean about yourself and your life and people. I think it's right, the cosmic joke. You see, the, the, the cosmic joke is that, in a sense, to me, is that people don't see the joke in themselves, even though that everyone else can see it. Everyone else thinks mm. it's a bit funny that Sam is a bit like this or whatever he does. But to Sam, it isn't a joke. But if he can get to see the funny side, to see himself as others see him, as Robbie Burns might have said, but that's the joke. If you can laugh, my view is if you can laugh at the painful part of what's going on, you're laughing, so the laughter acts as a bomb mm. to deal with the pain of facing that truth about yourself. And we know that laughter helps you in many ways. Muscle relaxation, endorphins, enkephalins, adrenaline and cortisol go down, lung expansion, all sorts of things. Mm. Yeah. When so, they say laughter is the best medicine. Any other spiritual things? Rabbi stories or uh, shul? Rabbi stories. Shul, uh, yeah, I mean, I um, got lots of rabbis. I, I have many rabbis on my uh, speed dial, on, in my phone. If you yeah, yeah, many. Yes. You probably find like 25 rabbis there. Um, because they're always trying to book me for shows at the wholesale yeah, yeah. cost price and st- but preferably for nothing. I would yeah, preferably for <laughs> oh, hi. Can you, can you do it for eighteen? Watch. <laughs> it's never there. Um, but I like a lot of them, and one in particular who who married us is um, is one of the most spiritual rabbis, and I know other rabbis who are not very spiritual, quite religious, but. Mm. I know one who's like a rabbi on speed, but I won't go into that. But <laughs> but um, but it's interesting to see what yeah different strokes for different folks. People access, people plug in in different ways. For me, it's being in the mountains. I grew up um, 
my dad was an amateur archaeologist mm. and we spent all our holidays in the Cedarburg mountains near the near Cape Town, three hours from Cape Town. And he documented the Bushman rock art, thousands of years old. And in those mountains, uh, the solitariness and the the rocks and being out there for me is a is a kind of a spiritual You go back there? For I go back there, yeah. I go back there. I do solo trips every year. I'll spend a couple of nights on my own. Walking, walking around, the mountains, just silent, huh? camping not talking cave. to anyone. Yeah, yeah. It's great research. Did you ever? Does anybody get inspiration for comedy when you're in these? Or? Yes. Well, I mean, I think mainly it's some kind of reconnection, reconnection to myself. And uh, my wife always comments about the person I am when I return from such mm-hmm. things, and surfing as well. I surf as much as I can, oh, that's and being in the water, being in the ocean, um, is great. How did you learn this language? I, I learned this language on the back of a woman called Nonswagazi Kutuana, mm-hmm. who carried me on her back for many years. Until one morning, and I'll never forget this, she looked up at me and she said, Puti, you're getting heavy. And then, <laughs> and then she dropped me right there uh, the on my par- 17th birthday. <laughs> End of paradise for you. <laughs> yeah, and she lives now in the Eastern Cape near to a place called Umtata. Yes. Yep. yes of She's course. retired there. Ever learn any meditation or anything like that? Oh, yes. I've been practicing transcendental meditation for about 15 years. 15 years? Yeah. Brilliant. And what do you do? Twice a day? 20 minutes? Sometimes. Or with kids. I mean, I've got to wake up like, you know, an hour before them at 4 a.m. if I want to meditate. So not not all. But 10 to 20 minutes if I can get it in and once or twice a day. So is anything else? Spiritual stuff? Or your boards or magic or anything like that? Oh, I, I go and see what is called I think she calls herself a psychic medium. Yes, yeah, I'm very uh, interested in that. And she she's not big on sort of she's like this is not a prophecy or whatever, so whatever I say. Quite a lot of it I find is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Maybe eighty percent. But what I do enjoy about it is that for me there's a there's a there's a spiritual connectivity that happens. And that and I enjoy that experience. So you're quite open to that other stuff going on yeah yeah i don't sort of interpret it as the truth or not the truth i just i'm open to the experience i actually did for the first time a past life regression oh you did that session with the same with the same person so normally her sessions are an hour and for the past life regression this was three hours and she sort of guided sort of guided meditation into Mm -hmm. a past life which felt like some time in the medieval times uh, where i was the son of a chief somewhere and it was quite traumatic i watched my whole village being slaughtered and the person i was in love with and this and this happened and we went to another place migrated and then i grew up there and then but the most fascinating part was the last probably 30 minutes where she said you know i was i was dying i'd reached the end of that lifetime and she gave me the opportunity to say goodbye to the people in that life Mm mm-hmm and it was it was incredibly emotional and by the end of it this eye mask that i was wearing was soaked and i just cried for 20 minutes as i said goodbye and felt like i was completing this life saying everything that was left unsaid with these those people and it was quite an extraordinary experience sounds very vivid the way you describe it was it, as v- if you- incredibly vivid yeah You've been listening to Are You Feeling Funny, a Snipper Nixon production. In this episode, Dr. Brian Kaplan has been talking to comedian Nick Rabinovitz. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please comment, rate or subscribe on your podcast provider. Just sharing a link goes a long way. Are You Feeling Funny featured Dr. Brian Kaplan. The comedy consultant was Arnold Brown. Music and sound by Alex Hollingsworth. The producers were Olivia and Luke Nixon. And this was a Snipper Nixon production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.